0: Hi there, and welcome back to another week of our RLC podcast. Mm. Do you feel so high-tech having a podcast? Uh, (laughs) Your dreams are coming true, right?
1: Yeah, if somebody (laughs) were to ask me what a podcast is, I'm not sure that I could actually find Yeah, you still probably couldn't answer. It's a thing on the interweb Mm -hmm. that people put earphones in their head and listen to. That's uh, excellent. That's is excellent that right description? That's close. Yeah, that's you nailed it
0: <laughs> completely. And um I just want to note, especially for those of you who are listening you can't see, but Pastor Steve is dressed up really nicely and this is how he dresses every day to come to work, <laughs> you know, the nice button up shirt, nice fancy slacks, right? Nope. <laughs> uh
1: this is my uh I have I have two suits. Uh, One is for a skinny Steve. One is uh, for after Thanksgiving, Steve. (laughs) And this is my skinny suit. And um, yeah, so I wear it for weddings and memorial services. Mm -hmm. So this afternoon, I have a a graveside service for Eileen Posey's son, Bob. Mm. And by the way, you can be praying for Eileen and... And then Bob's kids, Blake and yeah. Cheyenne. And uh, so, yep, that's why I look fancy today. <laughs> Not at my usual haberdashery.
0: Uh, yes. How's that for a fancy oh, word? Is, that is a fancy word. Yeah. Look at you. It's like you're, you know, a professional. Almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, we get to talk this week about obviously, the sermon that we heard on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Remind us what was the topic and what was yeah. the kind of over overarching message.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, using a passage from Deuteronomy 30, the, the message was really the, the message that God gave the people of Israel, and that was mm. choose life. Mm. And in the text, he reminded Israel that as they are about to take the land— They've been rescued and set free from their captivity in Egypt. They've wandered around for 40 years in the desert.
0: Yeah, fun times. <laughs> fun times. Uh,
1: so that God could help get them and their hearts right. And then they're about to enter the land and God mm-hmm. says, you get a choice as you enter the land. Yeah. You can choose to Follow me, be obedient and faithful, and it will go well for you. Mm -hmm. Or you can choose the way of disobedience, which for four years they really had. Yeah. And um, not adhere to my commands. And um, you won't last in the land Mm -hmm. was was God's message. Mm. And so we were talking about as the church, I think, sits poised in a like way yeah. Uh, for the future. We were talking about what our attitude would be. Is it a, is it a positive, optimistic attitude towards what God's doing in the church today? Yeah. And can we look forward to that? Mm-hmm. Or are mm-hmm. we going to rather choose a pessimistic, negative view of what God is doing today? Yeah. And it really depends on our response to God's
0: commands. Absolutely. And you, yeah. I remember you talked about... Um, that people like to claim they're realists, but <laughs> in reality, there aren't really realists. Everyone's a realist, and nobody yeah. can look ahead and know the yeah. future, so they can't really be a realist towards the future.
1: No, when when we're asking <clears throat> about a future outlook... Yeah. And what I one of the things is I... You know, you just don't have time in a sermon to say everything you want, mm-hmm. but w- one of the things I wanted to say was um, that... Optimism and pessimism are really not black and white but more yeah. of a grayscale. Mm. So, on the one hand, you can have a positive outlook on the future that's an mm-hmm. optimistic outlook. Yeah, you can have a negative outlook on the future that's a pessimistic outlook. Mm-hmm. You could be in the middle and be totally ambivalent. And have an ambivalent outlook. <laughs> but really, most of us are somewhere on that scale. Yeah. The scale doesn't include what some people would call a realistic outlook. Mm-hmm. That's because, as you already aptly said, nobody knows the future. Yeah. So how can you say, I know the real future? When you mm-hmm. say, I, I have mm-hmm. a realistic outlook, you're saying, I have a, I know. Yeah. I know what. What things are going to be like? No, you don't. Right. And don't make me use my high voice. (laughs) You do not. So that presupposes that uh, you know what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. but we have no idea what's going to happen or what God's going to do. Right. So what what I was helping us, I think, hopefully, to understand, and I'm not sure I did it well. But um, we know our current realities, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. may affect our future outlook. Yeah. So realism does play a part Mm -hmm. in our Mm -hmm. future outlook, but it's not, well, it's not logical, um, nor is it real to say, I I know what's going to happen. Based on these current realities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it. Look at what God has done based on really crazy current yeah. realities. Yes. And we, from that perspective, we would say, gosh, God just cannot do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God has a way. Yeah. So that that's mm-hmm. what I meant, I think, in that space. Yeah. That we know our current realities. We have limited resources. We yeah. have... Limited funds. We have limited people. We have, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, we're a certain size. We're in a certain community. Yeah, all those demographics do weigh into what we would consider our current realities. But that only affects our future outlook mm. towards a
0: positive or a negative outlook. Yeah, pessimism. That's a great point. Optimism. Yeah. And you mentioned on Sunday you argued for mm-hmm. uh, Jesus being an optimist—that <laughs> he, you know, yeah, I sure lives in hope. <laughs> um, I had an interesting comment. Yeah. I had some people over from church yeah. uh, for the Super Bowl the yeah. afternoon, and um, one of them said. You know, Pastor Steve said Jesus was an optimist, but isn't Jesus, wouldn't he be the only one who could be a realist because he, yeah. you know, has a sense of sure. being able to know the future? Sure. Uh, and you know, they were arguing against him being an optimist, but they yep. said, you yep. know, that was kind of their, their thought. And I thought that was an interesting point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that person's presupposition mm-hmm. is that. Uh, Jesus was exercising his divine nature. I think that's a bad presupposition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, um, as Paul tells us in Philippians, um, though chapter 2, verses 5 through 11 in particular, um, we are to have the same mindset or attitude that Jesus had. Um, and part of that is, though he was God, he did not consider himself equal with God, but he emptied mm-hmm. himself. Yep. And the Greek word there for emptying is uh, kenosis. kenosis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, seminary's paying I off. I know, right? Good job, Amanda. <laughs> wow, uh, very impressed. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, this emptying of Jesus was um, a, a, a willingness um, and an intentionality in him To take on fully the human Mm. nature. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and and scholars have argued and debated on what this great emptying is. People have all
0: sorts of opinions and beliefs on it. But to
1: presume that Jesus had a working knowledge of Mm -hmm. the future, Mm -hmm. I don't think we see that in Jesus. Um, And that that really does fully disregard um, Philippians 2 and the, the emptying. Yeah. So...
0: That's an interesting point. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. That's probably enough on that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get myself into too much. Don't want to get bogged down there.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but you know what's interesting uh, is is, and and maybe I'm jumping to conclusions here, but those those in, in. it's been it's been fascinating just watching people mm-hmm. um, from way back in January um, when I brought this up with the council to Sunday. Who do you suppose um, is playing the role of what we would call devil's advocate in this space? Do you think it's the pessimist or the optimist? Mm. And I'm going to set you up to get in yeah. trouble.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I will go where you're leading. I I agree. No, no, that's not fair. (laughs) Don't put this back on me. That's what the youth person gets to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, You know, I think that is often falls Mm -hmm. into the pessimist. Yeah. Response is taking taking these ideas and and they're able to see. Here's uh, why I'm
1: not an optimist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Here's exactly. here's why I, this this is why I I mm-hmm. have a mm-hmm. at, at least tempered yeah outlook yes. on the future. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I just I don't know. Yes. I find that interesting. It is. Well, We'll let the psychologists and sociologists work
0: on this stuff. (laughs) That sounds good. Well, we do have a couple of questions um, this week. So one one of our members said, I have just one question. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that not very often do you teach Mm -hmm. the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Why is that? And I thought this was a really interesting question because... You, There are <coughs> pastors and <coughs> preachers out there mm. who really don't teach the Old Testament. That's true. Um, yeah, and agreed. you can go to many churches on Sundays mm-hmm. and spend many months and years there and yeah. never even hear the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, of course, that's not true here. Almost every single week we hear at least text of from course. the Old Testament. And yeah. this week, in fact, the focus was on the Old Testament. And yeah. so what... Let's unpack that a little bit. Tell us what did you mean by that or what did they hear?
1: Yeah. Well, I did make that statement. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you make statements in the sermon that it would take 15 minutes to qualify. Uh And then you you still don't (laughs) do a good job of it. So I just didn't have that space to to unpack it. Mm -hmm, So I'm glad mm -hmm. this question was asked. What I mean there is uh, primarily I don't use the Old Testament text for the week. And every week we have at least one Old Testament text, sometimes mm. to, yeah. to include a psalm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't primarily exegete that passage. And so exegesis is yeah. the process of bringing meaning out of a text, mm-hmm. interpreting mm-hmm. the text. Um, so my, my point there was I don't Regularly use an Old Testament text as my primary text right. for exegesis. Yeah, um, I, my, my primary way of handling the texts are to stay in the Gospels if possible, um, and then use um, the New Testament, the Old Testament texts as kind of supporting texts for what right. I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. But on Sunday, I did exegete the passage from Deuteronomy. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is because that's in my prayer time and preparation. That's how God led me. Mm. Um, so I'm totally open to how God is leading. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the primary text. So let me give you a, just quick rationale for why that's the case. Why okay. Try to stick with the gospel.
0: You're going to let us into your brain a little <clears throat> bit? So we need to prepare ourselves. Yeah, but this is this is just
1: a, a mild entree. Okay. Trust me, you do not want to be up in this space. <laughs> um, when it comes to uh, preaching, we, as preachers, uh, uh, th- this line isn't a strict bifurcation, but we, we divide down between what's called law and gospel. hmm
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the law, not just the Torah, but primarily the, the Torah. And yeah. so that's the Torah is the first five books of the Old Testament, also known as the Pentateuch. Mm-hmm. Um, Penta is five, tuk is books, so the mm-hmm. first five books. It's not creative, it's just descriptive. <laughs> so, um, But all of Scripture, and it, it, we even find law it, as uh, Jesus. Uh, teaches in the Gospels. So for instance, mm-hmm. on Sunday, Jesus was <clears throat> talking about the law in, yeah. and the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. You have heard it said, mm-hmm. but I say to you. Yes. So the law is the place that reveals our sin to us. We cannot live this way. Um, we're instructed, like on Sunday, this is how you are instructed, Jesus says, on murder. This is how you were instructed in your relationship and marriage. This is how you're instructed, instructed regarding oaths and the rest. So the law points out our sinfulness and need for God's grace. The gospel, then, is the proclamation of God's grace. Where the law fell short, God makes up through the gospel, which is the good news of mm, Jesus, mm-hmm, his mm-hmm. death and resurrection. Yeah. Primarily. So a preacher uh, balances and must balance well between law and gospel. If I came in every Sunday and said... (laughs) Y'all, you know, uh, are sinners, Um, you're you're, you're, uh, in peril of the fires of hell. Yes. It's called commonly a fire and brimstone Mm -hmm. preaching. Mm
0: -hmm. I've heard it called turn and burn. Turn and burn. burn. Turn (laughs) and burn,
1: yeah. Yep. And then I don't also in that space preach the good news uh, of the gospel. Then I've not done my work Mm. appropriately. Yeah. But we see that happen all the time, unfortunately. Many pastors don't balance law and gospel well mm-hmm.
0: a lot like to kind of pick a space and camp out there, yeah they it's are more either comfortable. all grace yep. grace mm-hmm. grace and
1: gospel, and, yep. and no recognition of sin and yeah. necessity for salvation mm-hmm. or it's all um, fire and brimstone yeah or turn turn or burn yeah so um, I, I think then uh, for the most part, the Old Testament is law mm. The New Testament is gospel. Be- why? Because the cross stands between the two. Now, is yeah. there gospel in the Old Testament? Yes. yes. Is there law in the New Testament? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: So then in conclusion, to, the, to answer this question, the gospels is where we find the grace of God in the person of Jesus Christ Yes. Uh, most readily. Yeah. That's why I s- try to... St- stay in that space
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's a reinterpretation of the yeah, law
1: right right mm-hmm. so um what what jesus was in the sermon on the mount setting people up for yeah. is guess what uh you can't do this and um i haven't come to abolish the law see there are right. some who would say yes. that there's really the no purpose is, yep. for the law mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's called antinomianism yeah uh
0: Wow, we're getting lots of big words yeah. today.
1: Anti means against. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Namas in Greek is law. Yeah. So um, against the law. So mm-hmm. antinomians say um, the the gospel makes the law useless. There's really there's no purpose for the law. Right. However, that that's not what Orthodox uh, normative. Yeah. Uh, christianity right preaches right
0: not what jesus They're, said
1: not what jesus says not what out. paul says mm-hmm. not what the other apostles write in their um, epistles their, mm-hmm. their letters mm-hmm. um, the law could not do what grace now does yeah. but the law does reveal to us our need for
0: grace mm. that's good yeah lots that's of good big words yeah today. But good. Maybe good it's because there. I'm in my fancy suit. Oh, I so don't know. It just it's, brings about know. something different. I don't know. It must. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other question we have is kind of a multi-multi mm-hmm. parter, mm-hmm. yeah. and so um, we are going to spend a little bit of time going going through these. Yeah. And so good. I'm excited. Some great questions. Yeah.
1: This was this
0: was actually
1: uh,
0: a text I got on mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. from a
1: member who's. Uh, often um, a deep thinker regarding our sermon and text. Yeah. And I love um, this this question. Yeah. These,
0: these questions. Yes, yeah. I do too. Mm-hmm. They're good ones. Yeah. So um, one of the questions that they pose mm. um, is the words seem, referring to the words of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, yeah. Seem awfully specific to the people of Israel. Mm. Why can they be applied beyond that specific case in terms of the blessings given? Mm, and I love that because yeah. it's so true. You know, I think about mm-hmm. as someone with student ministry, yeah. the most often yeah. um, written verse, I think, in graduation cards is Jeremiah, mm, you 29, know, 29, 11. 11. Uh, yeah. For, you know, God knows the plans. Yeah. For, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Right. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And right. plans to give you hope and a future, which yeah. is perfect for graduation. It is. yeah. <laughs> and but, a little bit proof texted. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that that actually is a corporate right. um, promise yes. to the people of Israel. Yes. and the question is, does that apply to the individual? Right, and, and so how do we take these mm-hmm. kind of
0: specific words yeah. and apply them?
1: Yeah. Uh, so w- w- what we're entering into now is the um, study and process mm-hmm. of what's called. Uh, Hermeneutics, mm-hmm. and that—that uh, that is scripture interpretation. Yes, and there are there are—I mm, I, want to say rules, but not. <laughs> I think it's more uh, maybe it's more
0: practices art, art than <laughs> science. <clears throat> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, there are best practices when it comes to um, bringing meaning to a scripture, mm-hmm. uh, and one of those practices is, is trying to ter- to determine. What's cultural in a text and specifically cultural? Mm. And then um, where's the universal truth? Yeah. So in, in the Deuteronomy text, the cultural piece is Jesus' promise. And it, it, it is there's great specificity here. Jesus' promise to Israel as they enter the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I say Jesus because we look back on... Uh, the Old Testament through the cross, yeah. So, with I, Jesus as Jesus the lens. as the lens. Yep. Um So, and if you feel more comfortable saying God, that's fine. Right. But remember, <laughs> I God. So we we look at um, Jesus also teaching in that space. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but it, it's really God saying, "Listen, uh, I'm giving this to you." Uh, yeah. Because I promised this to Abraham, and mm-hmm. as descendants mm-hmm. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you are those who benefit by the my fulfillment mm-hmm. of the of mm-hmm. the covenant. Yeah, the the covenant established then was um, let's say ratified. So Moses received the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. not. Within 40 years, right? So not right. not long yeah. um, uh, before this. Mm-hmm. And so um, n- now Israel is under the what we would call not only the Abrahamic covenant, mm-hmm. but also the Mosaic covenant yeah. or the covenant of the law, mm-hmm. 10 commandments mm-hmm. and the rest of the, the, the law that was given. There was much more. So as they enter into the land, God's saying, I'm fulfilling my covenant promise to you. Right. And as a reminder, your covenant promise is to adhere to the law. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: If you do, it'll go well for you. Yeah. If you don't, it won't go well for you. Yeah. The universal truth there is the application mm-hmm. of God's mm-hmm. law to our lives. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's no different today. Mm. If God gave the law with our best interest in mind, yeah. and he's really considering at least two relationships here. Yeah, our relationship with him—that's mm-hmm. our vertical relationship—and yep. our relationship with each other. And if you think of the Ten Commandments in particular,
0: yeah, you can. Kind that's of how they that. go. Absolutely. Love the Lord your
1: God—that's a vertical relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, uh, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy—that's a vertical relationship. Yeah. Um, do not covet your neighbor's <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You know where I was going yes, with that. Yes, yes. To include donkey, but it, it doesn't say donkey. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and do not commit murder and, and all right. the rest. Th- those, are, those are communal relationships mm-hmm. or relationship with other human beings. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's a universal truth. Mm-hmm. If we're living in the space of being obedient to God's law, because God's law has our best interest in mind, we will live... Um, a, a blessed life. Mm-hmm. No,
0: that, that life leads us into mean... the next question, okay, yeah, actually, okay. really well. Okay. You're setting us right. up. Right. So, the other part of their question mm-hmm. is Is this then prosperity <laughs> yeah, theology? Good, yeah. the laws of God are for right relationship right. to God and others. Yes. The corporate command and not to individuals. Right. What do you say to those who live by God's ordinances mm-hmm. and still suffer? Right. Is there cause and effect or not? Right. Am I not being good enough to receive the blessings? Mm, good. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think what they mean, let, let me define, I think, prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think what this person means by prosperity gospel, or maybe better said, uh, what prosperity gospel means, Yeah. I'll define it, is um, that we we are living... A a life now in Christ Jesus in the kingdom that is more than already Mm. uh, Mm. and more not yet. Mm -hmm. So the the prosperity gospel would say today is my best life. And God wants me to have good things mm-hmm. the
0: gospel of health god, and wealth health and, and yeah and god is and just waiting to, to pour out blessings right. all on i me. have to
1: do is uh name yes. this this promise of god and then claim mm-hmm. his goodness uh,
0: yes name it and claim it baby name it
1: and claim <laughs> it yeah
0: and which is not good theology it's not, by no, the way no, at all <laughs> the
1: prosperity gospel so the the answer to the question is this the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. is absolutely no. Yeah. He, he, uh you will not hear me advocate for the mm-hmm. gospel of mm-hmm. prosperity.
0: When I think It's Mm -hmm. easy for us to get confused in that space because you say things like when you follow God's laws, life Mm -hmm. will go better. And we, as the American church especially, have taken that and almost twisted it Mm -hmm. to make it cause and effect where Mm -hmm. if we follow, then Mm -hmm. we're obeying God. And so God will bless us for that obedience in the ways of Mm -hmm. health and wealth and well-being and easy and whatnot.
1: Right. And I probably didn't say it well. Um the words i used were um, this is not quid pro quo. Yeah. Um you get what you give. Mm-hmm. That's not how this goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh i think the person answered their own question.
0: Yeah, <laughs> to be honest.
1: <laughs> when they said um that uh, th- uh these are relational commands. Mm-hmm. It will go better for us. Yeah. Um, the consequences of our lives if yes. lived according to the law um, will be much better than the mm-hmm. consequences of when when we don't live mm-hmm. according to the law yeah not only with God but also with each other yeah so uh, yeah i i um, I hope I manage that space well yeah but i I think that um, when it comes to the question of you know am i going through a difficult time because i'm not faithful enough Mm -hmm. or i haven't been living a righteous enough life yeah i think um that's the wrong question Mm. Mm. and that question then leaves us to erroneous conclusions yeah I think the better question is, and, and the the question that Jesus asked and 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 then in, and then coached the disciples to to ask is, um, "Will you live in the kingdom?" Mm. And the, then uh, that we ask it this way: Am I living in the kingdom of God?
0: Yeah, because as much as. It would be really nice and pleasant mm-hmm. if it was enter the kingdom of God and right. everything and will go of, easy for you. And the <laughs>
1: kingdom of the world goes away.
0: Yes, yes, and that's your the, life is now right. simple. <laughs> yes, but that's not the that's not no. the
1: space we know to be true, right? And that's not the space we we must mm-hmm. go.
0: Mm-hmm. We, well, because when we think of who is the most faithful and obedient person in history, right? Jesus he did not Yeah, he did not have an easy easy path. Um, right. he was rejected mm-hmm. over and over and right. over. And I think if we mm-hmm. want to answer that question of if I'm faithful and obedient, mm-hmm. then does that mean right. my life is easy? Well, mm-hmm. we have that example. Right.
1: And and maybe it's a misunderstanding of what blessing is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we we think blessing is maybe health, wealth, and right. prosperity. exactly. That's the pro- mm-hmm. that's the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Maybe blessing is God's presence. Mm. Maybe blessing is peace and comfort and tranquility and um, an okayness mm. that transcends midst, circumstances. Yes, in yes. the midst of suffering. Mm. Mm. I mean, if you look at Jesus, yeah, he, yeah. According to the world, he had a really Hellacious, interesting word. I used <laughs> life, mm. um, but he didn't live that way, right? Jesus is uh, an optimist, and and mm. Jesus did live, I think, a blessed life, mm. not according to the world, right? But gosh, his connectedness to the Father mm. is perfect yes. because he lived a perfect, sinless life. Yeah. Um, so again, I, maybe it's the way we understand blessing. Mm. Maybe it's the way we understand good. how God um, really does gift us.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and we look at the Sermon on live... the Mount, the Beatitudes. Yeah. You know, yeah. the blessed are not those who no. experience exactly. the easy things. It's that... blessed those who are mourning, those who are weak, yes. those who are We're know, poor in spirit. We're blessed.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the way I would answer this is to encourage all of us and said, yeah, question asker, (laughs) consider let's consider together. What does it mean to be blessed? Mm. What's funny is your
0: cup, (laughs) (laughs) your cup even says blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: This, this was a gift by a member. I got it years ago and I still use it. And, uh, it's not one of those hashtag blessed, you, right, know, right. I'm, you know, I'm not going to be dazzled, this thing. Yeah. But it is a reminder that, yeah, um, we we and I am, in particular am blessed today. Mm. It doesn't mean that things are going to go easy. Listen, yeah. uh, in an hour or two, I've got to go do a graveside service mm-hmm. um, for mom who lost their 50-year-old son. Mm. That's not the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. This isn't right. Yeah. And yet, can... I and this member Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. her family find God's blessing in this space. Mm. I think absolutely, Mm. yes, we can. Yeah. So Jesus' encouragement is to live in the kingdom, and that's blessing. Mm. But we also know that the kingdom is not yet fulfilled. Yes. And so we're (laughs) also living in the kingdom of the Mm -hmm. world. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we're not going to escape that. Yeah. Until we escape it.
0: yeah, Yep. yep. <laughs> With
1: our mm. own death mm. and then bodily resurrection.
0: Yeah. Mm. And that almost brings us back full circle. It's why we get to live in hope and why, yes. as you said, we right. are called to live, if we're in the kingdom, as optimists. Because Correct. even It's not when, circumstantial. No. Even right. when the world. It's beyond that. Is insane, falling apart. Yes. We know how it ends mm-hmm. and we know what right. is yet to come.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yep. And I, I think we really can take a page out of Jesus' book. Yeah. Uh, he was always preaching, um, I am making things right. Yes. And, mm. we, and God is still making things mm. right. And that gives us great hope. It does. <clears throat> One of the things we considered, I think, maybe in conclusion today is uh, we, we were asking the question uh, in, in our a book by S- Sam Rayner. Uh, revitalizing mm-hmm. the church. Does does Christ's resurrection power is Christ's resurrection power enough mm. to uh, bless us yeah. when we're mourning, mm. to give us hope when we're destitute. Mm to help us to be positive about finding a home when we're homeless, um, putting on clothes when we're naked, Mm. uh, healing us when we're ill. Does the resurrection, does the cross offer enough power to overcome those realities? Yeah. That's Mm. why I say... Those may be our realities, right? But doesn't the power of the cross give us hope? Yeah. That there's enough there mm. to overcome
0: even these things. Yeah, they don't have to That's completely optimism. define our future. Heck, no. Absolutely, they don't. Mm. That's a great, yeah, great reminder and good I space so. for us. Yeah, you know, to to live in and to, yeah. to kind of exist in. I'm mm. so
1: pleased that. People are wrestling in this. Yes,
0: space. it's so good, so healthy, yeah. and yeah. obviously we continue to welcome the questions. It makes things. We so want much to hear
1: from you. It's so much such fun. a joy I, when I, when we get questions, and we do every week. Um, yeah. So far, yeah. Uh, at least one, and and most most of the time, several. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really helps us together. Yeah. Unpack the sermon and the scriptures more importantly yes and find depth of mm. meaning and then hopefully uh, depth of christian practice yes i mean think about this our our other option as a church is to say we're not going to make it yeah <laughs> this this is the other option right uh, we might as well put ourselves <laughs> on hospice care mm. mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. we'll slowly take our last breaths we'll make ourselves comfortable yeah um, but God's time is done with us mm. on the corner of Stevens mm. and Van Giesen. But I tell you what, I, I do not believe that for a moment. Yeah. And I'm not willing to go there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where I hope our congregation understands that uh, we do get a choice.
0: Mm.
1: We can say our best days are ahead of us, and yeah. I fully believe that. Mm. Why? Not because of me. No. Or even even who we are. Mm-hmm. But Solely because Christ's resurrection power, the power of the cross, will take us Mm. there.
0: Yes. Mm. Well, that's a great place to end. And why don't we close our time together in prayer?
1: Sounds good. Let's do that.
0: Lord Christ, we are so thankful Mm. that you Mm. invite us into optimism, that you invite us into hope. Mm. Um, Even at times, stubborn hope. Hope that defies our circumstances. Help us to live with our eyes fixed on you, on the cross, on the resurrection, and on your promise to come again. Give us the courage and boldness to join in your work of setting things right, to live in your kingdom, and to be willing to love and serve as you do, as you did. God, we thank you for another day, and thank Mm -hmm. you for this time together. And the opportunity to reflect and contemplate on on these big questions. Continue Thank to you. grow us and shape us and refine us. And be with us. Thank you, Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Always a joy. Thanks, yes. Amanda. Been great to be with you folks. We'll see you. Yep, see so, you we'll next week. Or you'll or see us. You'll see us. Yeah.
0: Or hear
1: us. There you go. All right.
0: <laughs> Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye-bye.